you need. Well, yeah, it's either that or a bunch of them have already uh, merged in and are like, you know, these transitional cyborg things. And I mean, so, you know, it, it's interesting that you um, brought that up because earlier you talked about sort of the carrot and the stick of how you get these people on board. And then you just mentioned your niece talking about like, why would Joe Rogan yeah. do it? And, and normal people have a very, like as you did. And I used to tell you that, you know, back when you were still, um, you know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta have hope, but you were having hope that like Trump was gonna, you were hanging on to the end. And, and so I said to people, I, I try to put my mindset into the mind of a psychopath and try to figure out, you know, what they're going to do. Like back when you were doing investigating, you try to put your mind into the mind of a criminal or, and figure out, and then you're able to say like, is this guy really guilty or he's innocent? But I think a lot of what happens, we've entered a completely different world now in which the carrot and the stick are different than they used to be. And I, I used to believe that it was like money and at least, um, these guys believing that they were going to get this like perceived power, you know, or control that that's what you would offer them as the carrot. So you'd say, listen, whether you're a politician, a CEO, a, a talk show host, whatever it is, you know, if you go on our side and you help push our agenda, whatever that agenda they're sharing with them, we're going to make you rich yeah. and you're going to get to have your power. So you're basically speaking to someone who's naturally greedy and narcissistic to begin with. But now there's another element that didn't exist before and i'm truly convinced that this is part of what they're offering these people because you have to figure out how they have literally i'm talking about the top layer and the ones who are smart enough like a joe rogan is smart enough to think for himself and realize what's going on you're not going to just bribe someone unless they're a total psychopath and they don't really care about their kids or future grandkids to get on board with pushing something mm -hmm. that ends with genocide of humanity so you have to be offering right. them something more than just money and their little 15 minutes of fame and power and so i think they are offering these people immortality at this point i think they have to be coming yeah. to them with this this is where we're going but don't worry you're going to be part of the one percent that's going to have your mind uploaded to the cloud you're going to have a new biological mm -hmm. body that we're going to grow for you in a synthetic womb and then we're going to strap on an exoskeleton suit like an iron man costume and you're going to have immortality that's the only thing i could think beyond money and perceived power because anyone who's in those positions knows they don't really have power uh, which which comes the stick and the stick used to be blackmail like jeffrey epstein's type blackmail like well we're going to release a video right. of you uh having uh, sexual relations with a 12 year old or something well that doesn't yeah. even really matter anymore because they've normalized all this through the wokeness that we've seen the yeah. last 10 years but the stick now and this comes with the total control of technocracy is that you can have power, you can have money, you can have immortality, or we are going to destroy you. Now, what that means is that whether they're going to release a video like that or not, whether it's real, whether it's deep fake, it doesn't really matter. But it's not even that you're able to fight back because they control 
all of the soapboxes and all of the megaphones where you could fight back. So if they say to you, right. we're going to shut down all your social media, you're not allowed to go on any TV networks, no journalist is going to interview you, any independent podcast like the Dust and Gold Standard that tries to interview you, we're just going to shut their podcast down. So essentially, you don't exist. So not only are you not going to have money, power, or immortality, we are actually going to make you disappear. You're going to be living in a homeless tent. Like, they don't even have to kill you anymore. They just say, your bank account's gone, and you're not allowed to tell your story. You will live in a homeless tent tomorrow. You will literally be living under a bridge. We will take everything away from you. And as far as the public is concerned, the biggest audience you're going to reach is the nine other homeless people under the bridge that you live, that you talk to while you're standing over a barrel for a fire and cooking a can of sardines because you have no reach you're gone that's it over you can't launch a company they could literally take your money away they don't even have to explain to the public anymore why they're doing it they could just say trump was a tax cheat we took his account and we seized his apartment well where is he now nobody knows because nobody would know if you don't have a media reach nobody knows where you are so to me that's how easy it is and that's what they're going to do to everyone else on a smaller level because once they push us into a cbdc a central bank digital currency monetary system coupled with social score which i've said to the audience we're already technically in social score like i for this podcast to succeed which allows me to make money on ad revenue or getting people to sign up for subscriptions i have to sit here and say hey guys don't forget to give me a five-star review on apple Podcasts. it really helps well that's already social score that is me begging people to up my social score if you have a restaurant you need good reviews on google reviews or or yelp Uh, if you're on a gig app and they don't like you or don't want you making money anymore they just turn your account off so we're already technically under a social score system so everyone at the lower levels the 99 percent of the population is already subjected to this stuff in one way or another and the powerful people they can just do the same exact thing to them i mean this is why you take kanye for instance i don't believe any of this because if they wanted kanye gone they would just take his bank account and say you're not allowed on tv anymore bye well who's kanye where'd he go i don't know he doesn't have a social media account he lives under a bridge now (laughs) right either that or who knows i mean they as as i understand i mean there's there could be like colonization on mars and all kinds of other crap going i mean we have no idea what they're doing i mean people could be going off world we have no idea I mean, you know, think about Antarctica, how, you know, they could be, I, oh, yeah, Antarctica is a whole other thing. But, I mean, there's so many places they can just disappear to. It's, it's crazy. We, and you'd never know. You would never know. I mean, people who they say die or they claim die, I don't know if they're really dead. They might be just, you know, taken out of the matrix right well i was gonna say you know what i was just gonna say chrissy oh you just blew my mind there but no no you just blew my mind because for years i think it started when uh hillary clinton's brother disappeared and you were saying i think these guys are going to their underground bunkers in new zealand or wherever and then they're going to wait out the destruction you know what some of these people possibly could have been some of these might have been people who were going to speak out and they said nope you're gone and now those people live under a bridge (laughs) i mean and then exactly and they walk around going do you know who i am i was hillary 
Clinton's brother. And people are like, yeah, look at that schizophrenic nutcase over there. <laughs> I know, right? It's so interesting because, you know, oh, it was announced and then there was no funeral or nothing. You'd think he would have had a, a big public funeral or something. There was nothing. And I just thought that was so weird. He's probably underground, you know, doing his shit the way he always did before. You know, uh, it's crazy. I mean, Fauci, I mean, Fauci should have been arrested. How many, how many, I mean, at this point, somebody, some of these public people need to be arrested publicly. They keep saying, oh no, it's all behind the scenes. I said, I don't have any documentation of that. I can't, I haven't been able to see anything and, you know, go back to that. Fauci and all these people that orchestrated this whole pandemic. The CDC should be shut down. The WHO should be shut down. All these organizations should be shut down at this point, and they're not. And why? Because it, they're not going to be. Everybody's like, oh, no, they're going to be shut down. They're going to dismantle everything. And I, I, I'm just like, um, I don't well, well, see that like, happening. I well, don't. it's like, who? who? Like, who is going to shut them down? The government is going to shut down the government? Right. No. No, yeah, it's like no. that. That's the part I, I don't do understand. That. All these people think there's like these secret, you know, white hats walking around. All that does is further drive you into yeah. the illusion that there's good guys in the government at this point. And look, I'm right. not saying everyone is a bad guy, but part of the way that they're able to pull all of this off is because there's 99% of the world's population that goes to work every day helping build the technocracy. They just don't realize what they're doing. And then on top of it, they yeah. need a paycheck. So they need to, to bring home money yeah. to put food on the table. So they just go continue to do this. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, I'm not saying right. every scientist they and engineer know. is bad, but you have a no. large portion of people that went to school for STEM because that was pushed the last 20 years, you know, science, technology, mm -hmm. uh, mathematics, engineering, that are helping build right. the technocratic transhumanist state for these guys. They go to work every single day. That's why I listen to a lot of these military scientists on podcasts. They're allowed to speak openly and they talk about they need buy-in from the public. They don't really care whether you or I buy into it. They need their little minions that work in the laboratories to buy in. So if they come yeah. in and go hey listen we need to do a gain of function on the monkey pox and you go what are you fucking nuts uh, they didn't, can't have right. that happen so they need those people to buy in which is why they have to sell this like oh no 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 we're not going to really yeah. do a uh, release a deadly monkey pox we need that so we could build the vaccine that protects people from a deadly monkey pox and so that's the buy-in exactly. That's the problem. And, you know, and, 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 you know, it's, these people are not bad people. They're just, you know, they don't understand. They're not looking at the big picture. And sometimes it's easier to live your life that way when you're not. I mean, in some ways, I wish I was not awake because, boy, it was so much fun when I was, all I cared about was a soap opera. I mean, you know, what, <laughs> what new fall shows are coming out, you know? I mean, and, and I, I mean, I always knew that there was, you know, even as, I did, I'll tell you this real quick. I was a, uh, when at 12 years old, I did a research uh, project, a research paper on the JFK assassination. Okay. And, and little 12 year old me, I don't know. I didn't know nothing from nothing at back then. And through my research, yes, I went to a library and I looked it up on the little cards, you know, where you had to look up the little cards to get your books. And I pulled all the books out, you know, old school. And I figured out there was no way it was a it was a uh, a lone gunman. There was no way this guy was killed. Blah blah. blah. I mean, like, 
little 12 year old me knew that. And I always had this feeling or knowing that, you know, the world's only run by a few uh, people and, uh, you know, everything else is just, you know, whatever. So I just never really paid attention as much when I was younger and, you know, as a teenager or whatever, you know. And then, of course, you know, you go to college and you do other things and then, you know, you start paying attention. I mean, 9-11 was a big thing. Um, and even then I was Pollyanna. I mean, I truly hmm. I bought the whole story, hook, line and sinker. I was calling in to 710 radio here, the talk radio about, you know, going to Afghanistan and, you know, the whole war. I mean, they'd put me on the radio. They would. And, you know, I'd be debating with these people. I mean, like, and I was so for it. I mean, I watched all those hearings where they said, oh, we have to invade Iraq. Look at, remember, they, they showed us, oh, well, look at, you know, there's weapons of mass destruction there, blah, blah, blah. I bought it all. I bought it all. And then, you know, you start to research stuff when I started kind of like, okay, 2015, really. I really think, and, and not for nothing, no matter what we think of Trump, good, bad, or in between, he did, because of him and because of him running, so many people started researching stuff, okay? And, yeah, I mean, the Q movement, I mean, it's just another another way of, of, of I don't know what, uh, trying to, um, I think, distract, okay? I think it's the way I think. But a lot of the information was real. I was on Twitter the day it came out. The JQ was out on Twitter. It was October 28, 2017. I was on Twitter. Okay. And I started following it. I mean, you know that. I started following it and then I started researching it. And it's just the, the, the research, the stuff that's on there is true. But they, were, they didn't care because they wanted to, you know, it doesn't matter to them that the truth is out there. Because now they can hide, they can come out of the shadows and they can operate free and clear and nobody's going to question anything. I mean, that. Uh, that's what the the ultimate i think goal of that was really and the other goal was like to keep you know pe- patriots people who love the country people who want the country back right the way it used to be you know our factories running coal you know we don't manufacture anything in this country anymore that's why they're controlling us that's why all these people you know, they're able to control with the shipping and the, you know, the what they're allowing all the, the truckers, all of that. Because we don't, we don't do anything in this country anymore. We're like one big tit and, every, and everybody's sucking off of us. That's all we are. And so I really am hoping and praying in my mind that enough people wake up in every single city and town and they start trying to, you know, push through and, and, you know, we need to go back to Americana 1950s when we were producing stuff and, and stop relying on China. I mean, China? Really? Is that, is that where we're at? I mean, do you know how much, how much, uh, how many companies and how much land they own in this country? I mean, let's not even talk about that. That's scary. Yeah. These people, everybody that owns property, you got to remember too, once this new world order thing, I mean, they have control over the land. They're going to be telling people what you can do if you can even go there. Do you even think we're going to be able to go state to state? I mean, there's so much that is involved. And so um, I don't know what my point was. It just kind of went off on a little tangent <laughs> there, but I mean, it's just, you know, when you go crazy, when you, I mean, when you look at everything, there's so many aspects to everything you 
you can you can just I mean you could research till the cows come home. It's all out there. You don't have to believe Dustin or I. Um, but the bottom line is is that you know we have to somehow gain control over our local stuff, things that we're doing in our in our own communities. And I think if we could do that, even that would be something you know moving forward. That's well, that's kind of where I'm at at this. Point. No, that's good, and and we're going to talk about your uh, book in a second and wrap this up. But I want to let's tie this back into into Halloween for a minute because I've been trying to figure out how to work oh, this yeah. in here, and you <laughs> just well, you were just talking about Trump coming in and all the rot and the decay and the corruption mm-hmm. and the poison and all this stuff being exposed, and then. QAnon doing the same thing, but then obviously you didn't get the result, which is a bunch of people uh, getting arrested or Trump draining the swamp or locking Hillary up. And as I mentioned earlier, if you look at the plans coming out of, say, Peter Thiel with this new right movement, which uh, I get into in depth on the show, so I don't want to do it all here. But basically what they did is they moved a bunch of people from the left over to what they branded now as the new right. And so this idea of uplifting this monarch, and I told you they want Trump to do it again. And the idea is to make everything, not to saying it wasn't, but they may have amplified it. You know, every, every government is corrupt, even at the local level. But if you amplify the corruption, yeah. you end up making the entire system seem maybe even more corrupt than it actually is. Now, I'm a small government guy. I'd like to see most of the departments uh, gone. I'd like to basically do a reset back to our founding, which I've explained would be impossible to do anyway because we started as 13 colonies with two and a half million people. Only half a million voted. Now we have 370 million people. We're 3,000 miles wide. We have 50 states, dozens of territories, 900 military bases around the world. It would be impossible to reset us because that form of government can't work with such a large population. Now, if you want to operate basically on, you know, a, a republic concept at a local level, yeah, that could definitely work. So I would agree with tearing down the yeah. system and handing back control to the local governments. Of course, I told you this idea coming out of Thiel is to concentrate all power under this king. So you amplify the rot and the decay in order to draw people into accepting the technocracy via this um, this uh, benevolent king idea. Well, it's funny because I was looking at a story I was trying to bring out on Halloween candy, and I was interested in understanding. Remember when we were kids, they would talk about, uh, did they do that? You're like 10 years older than me. Did they do that at school where they would talk about watching out for razor blades and needles and broken glass and the candy? Did they yeah. Do that with oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that yeah. That was like when I was yeah when I was a teenager that started coming out with all the oh we got to be careful where we got to check Andy because there's razor blades or blade in it or needles or <laughs> yeah you know, whatever yeah. Well, it's funny. Sure. So I, I I pulled up some I pulled up something on this right. So I, I'm looking at the uh, the current system. Let's say the crumbling constitutional representative republic uh it's just now we know is corrupt it is treason there's sedition elections are all stolen or whatever so it says poison candy myths are urban legends about uh malevolent uh 
uh, strangers intentionally hiding poisons or sharp objects such as razor blades, needles, or broken glass and candy, and uh, distributing the candy in order to harm random children, especially during Halloween trick-or-treating. And it says these stories serve as a modern cautionary tale to children and parents and repeat two themes that are common in urban legends, danger to children and contamination of food, right? So it's talking about this. I'm I'm looking at like the Constitutional Republic now is just packed with razor blades and needles and broken glass. And so what people are going to be offered is... You know, you want the pure candy. You want this new freedom, this new liberty, this new system under this king, this techno-fascist king. And the techno-fascist king is just, he's the pure candy. You no longer want this rotting, decaying, needle-stuffed constitutional republic. But but here's the truth. I, I looked up the history of this, and it says... In the 1890s and 1900s, the U.S. Bureau of Chemistry, in conjunction with state agencies, tested hundreds of kinds of candy and found no evidence of poisons and adulteration. These tests revealed that inexpensive glucose, which was a form of corn syrup, was in common use for cheap candy that some candy contained trace amounts of copper from uncoated copper cooking pans and that coal tar dyes were being used for coloring, but there was no evidence of the many types of poison, industrial waste, garbage, or other adulterants alleged to be present. Eventually, the claims that children were being sickened by candy were put down to indigestion due to overheating or to other causes, including the food poisoning due to improper cooking, hygiene, or storage of meat and other foods. And just think about the candy that we're giving our kids today you don't need to kill kids with razor blades and needles and broken glass you're killing the kids with the corn syrup pack candy that is actually what's killing them so as you look at this new techno fascist king that peter thiel and the new writer going to offer you this pure candy it is not in fact pure candy the king itself is the poison although they're trying to tell you that the constitutional republic is so corrupt it can't be fixed it can't be restored it's full of razor blades it's full of needles it's full of broken glass so we're going to give you the real candy but the real candy is the king and the king itself is going to kill you with the glucose and the food coloring and the other poison so although they try to make it look so sweet and wonderful that is actually the poison maybe to be honest the corrupt constitutional republic isn't so bad when you look at the alternative (laughs) which is a hell of a lot worse (laughs) because i don't want to live under a freaking technocracy i'll tell you that much i know me either i mean i'm ready to i mean i'm you know yeah i mean i i I vacillate in between you know to just ditch the cell phone and go back to the landline if that's even possible and then you know being completely off grid would be nice on some levels then on other levels you know like you said yeah it's you have to come to a balance of it all basically and you know unfortunately we're in a prison planet that's where we're at uh the technocrats are in charge and uh you know we just have to learn how to navigate around it that's all you know navigate through it that is well before it's going to be interesting well before you go completely off the grid let's talk about the book you've been working on the last few months 
Oh, God, it's so funny. So, yeah, I had this, uh, this is so funny how this all happened, but I was actually working as an investigator, and this name, Kirsten Kelly, pops in my head. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I immediately wrote a, actually, it was a spec for a TV series called The Defenders, before I realized there was a show before that called The Defenders in the 60s, I guess. Anyway, um, and then from there, it just kind of developed a story. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how this all, it just kind of came to me. The way that I get my, get stuff is sort of like it plays like a movie in my head almost. And then I just, you know, uh, write. It's, It's pretty amazing how it happens. But anyway, the book is called The Mystery of the Gold Coin. It is a Kirsten Kirsten Kelly Chronicle. And it's going to be a book. It's going to be the first book in a series uh, of three for this one story. So there's going to be this, this one, and the next one. Uh, the other two are going to. It's going to be sort of a continuing um, saga almost for this. And then after that, um, she's she's Kirsten Kelly. She's a PI, like like I or investigator, like I used to be. She's based in Seattle. Um, and it's just about this mystery that kind of plops in her lap and it actually, uh, is going to be a little bit sci-fi, sci-fi stuff in it. Um, she's going to be ending up being a star seed. You can, you know, research that anyway. And there's going to be portal dimensions, you know, stuff that I'm interested in kind of. Um, but then ultimately throughout the, the book series, hopefully, you know, I'll be writing more than just the three. Uh, she'll be working different cases uh, will come to her and it will eventually unfold the corruption within the justice system. And she's going to come to a realization as the series progress. That's what my hope is, that I can just keep writing them and putting them out there. She's sort of, um, she's a little bit like, Nancy Drew, but not. She's sort of the modern day, but she's you know thirty years old. She's got a boyfriend. You know she's got she's got a better life than I do. No, she's kidding. Alter <laughs> ego, sort of. But uh, you know, um, and finally, I you know I had written the original version um, years ago, and I was not happy with the ending of it. And then finally, finally, a few months ago, I'm like, oh, that's it, and I figured it out. So I've been revamping, re-editing the original book, and I fixed the ending, and I'm really happy with it. So now I'm just sort of in the editing stages of it. So I'm, I'm hoping to get it uh, at least the editing part done in the next three weeks. That's the goal anyway. And uh, hopefully it'll be coming to, I'm going to probably put it on Amazon. So coming to a uh, Amazon near you, I guess. <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed, in the next you know, six to eight weeks is is the goal. So we'll oh, see. Wow. So you're talking about uh, uh, corruption in the judicial system. Yeah, we had talked about it a while ago, and I was saying to reach out to Legal Man. I've had him on the show uh, twice because he's been a lawyer for the last 40 years, and he talks about uh, all the corruption he dealt with. He was in criminal defense, uh, a lot yeah. of areas of law, but he just talks about how corrupt it is on his podcast, The Quash. But one of the things he pushes – 
is a paper written by a guy named Lysander Spooner. Uh, it was called jury, um, jury, Trial by Jury. And this guy talks about the history of the ability for the people that are only real check against government is jury nullification, which what it does is it allows you, if you serve on a jury, not just to listen to the judge's orders and find the person guilty or not guilty uh, based on the evidence, but you can actually find the person not guilty based on the fact that you actually reject the law. So if you're there in a case of someone who who jaywalked, uh, and you and you want to say, um, you know, I don't even agree with this jaywalking law. This guy is not guilty because I don't agree on the law. But the fact is, over the years, it's been completely hidden. And so the judges now are actually trained and instructed to not allow the lawyers to actually present this to the jury, to tell them they have the right to strike this down if they don't agree on the law. and Because it is the last check for we the people to stand up to the government. And so he said if a lawyer in opening or closing statements even mentions it, the uh, judge will bring him to the bench, him or her, fine them, uh, and then declare a mistrial and do it all over again. If a juror actually tells anyone, if they know about this, in the back room when they're in deliberation, the, the judge will find a mistrial and probably fine that juror. And so he he's done over 20 episodes on this. So I had him on the show I filled in for Mike Moore on the Thomas Paine podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I had him on and we Uh talked about this and i'm working on trying to put another couple shows together with him because he's got a fairly large uh telegram group and then a lot of people from pain.tv slash gold got interested and started writing to me like how could we actually organize an educational campaign around this and so i said to him look you talk about it from legal theory there are people interested in trying to do something. Again, a solution that people can work on in real life, other than stuff just right. in their personal life. Uh, and so I said, but I've got to talk to you as if I'm like Saul Linsky, the organizer, talking to you, the guy who knows the legal theory. But it would be quite interesting at some point in one of your books if you went down that road. If something happened in a case where there were juries that knew, uh, jurors yeah. that knew about it, because it's frankly fascinating. Um, and so throughout time, there's been a couple of cases now that people are doing research into this where they said somebody tried and it shut down. And I'm like, well, the whole idea, like legal man says is, you, you're not supposed to tell anyone that you know about it. <laughs> you just say not guilty when it's your when it's your turn, you know. And and right. so then there's people that bring up points. Well, what happens if a child molester gets off or a rapist? And he goes, well, this is where you have to somewhat bet on humanity. Like, are there going to be people that want a rapist yeah. running around or want a murderer running around? But it is our only check against the government. And he said, what will end up happening? If you were to organize this in a test area, you know, a county that uh, you got to do it in a place with a federal district courthouse, too. But he said, um, what will end up happening is you'll clog up the system because you only need five to 10 percent of the population in that area on board with it. And then what will happen is now when people get arrested by the government for like a really stupid crime, if they're confident that there's going to be one juror who knows about this, they may say, no, I'm not going to take your stupid plea deal. I want a jury trial. 
Uh, everyone only accepts right. plea deals, he said, because it's expensive to go to trial and people fear the jury. But if people knew about this, right. then when they arrest you for something stupid, like speeding down a road that's a hundred mile stretch where there's nobody walking on the road and you're and they arrest you, right. you would say, I'm not paying the ticket. I want a jury trial. So he said it'll end up clogging up the system but it's one of the only tools that we have to actually fight back against the state and it really comes into play i think it is important as we're going to start to see more of the social score system in place cbdc i mean when they start creating all these new laws to regulate and manage that system then maybe people now will say no uh, no i'm not going to pay the fine or no i'm not going to uh i'm not going to cop a plea with you i want a jury trial so just uh, as you move forward over the next several months, year, two years, as you're writing more of these books, that might be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And I know he, he would definitely talk to you. He, I mean, he is definitely the foremost expert on it at this point. That would be amazing to talk to him. Boy, I could, uh, I know, and I have an idea for a case already for book number four. Because I've already got the first, the first three are this saga uh, and kind of, you know, laying the foundation of the characters that are in the book and it's fact fused with it's fact fused with fiction so i've got some historical facts so if you're a mystery thriller uh sci-fi uh in there there's a little bit of everything for everyone Hold on one second. You're turning into a. Hold on one second. You're turning into a. You're turning into a robot. Is the storm picking up there? No, yes. it's just it's sort of clouding back up again. It stopped for a little while, but it's it's. So I sound like a robot. Yeah, you I sounded. You sounded like. Robot, you sounded <laughs> like what Katy Perry's face looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! But uh, so yes, yeah, so I don't know when. When, when did I start uh, sounding like a robot? Oh, <laughs> uh, just a couple, just a couple of seconds ago. But it was a good Halloween effect. But um, no, That's is there is, is there? Uh, yeah, I know we got to wrap up. Is there anything else you want to say before you go? Anything else about the book? No, I'm good. Um, just I hope you guys. Uh, I hope I'll come back on and talk about it. Maybe when it's when it's launched, and uh, hopefully, I think a lot of different people will like it because it it covers a lot of different genres, and it's a fun book. Listen, I read the I went read through the whole first version of it, and I actually it was pretty good. It was fun to fun to read, is what I will say. Um, but is but what I'm doing now with it, the re-edit, oh my God, it's going to be so much. I hope people will like it. I do. And I think that the characters are very um, realistic. I, I put them, I, I didn't want it to be like a total fantasy of who these people are. The char- main character, she's real. She's basically my alter ego. And uh, I just, I think it'll be a fun book for everybody to read. Just fun. Oh, I think it'll be get great. Out, get out of it. Now, just an idea, I don't want to screw up what you've already done, but if you decide mm-hmm. to make any major plot changes, what I would do is probably turn Kirsten Kelly into a anti-hero. So she's fighting for justice, but at night, she actually eats people. So she's a cannibal <laughs> by night. <laughs> 
but a warrior for justice by day. Fighting, yeah, eating people. Oh God, that'd be so. Oh gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and, and he's you can get hero for sure. But I don't know about the candle. <laughs> no, you he's can. Not, he's not part of the Illuminati. You can <laughs> get people to cheer her on because she's like, "I am a warrior for justice, but I cannot serve justice by day unless I eat a human arm at night." And so the audience is cheering her on. Like, I hope she gets to get to that little kid in the playground and eats him because she's not going to be able to serve justice by day if she doesn't get to eat the child oh my god that's hilarious well i don't think that'll be the plot but thanks anyway <laughs> well that could be for it. the hollow that could be for the halloween edition i mean what the hell you know yeah the halloween edition yeah, a year from now, just look for that book, everyone. <laughs> no, what you should what you should do is basically you go four or five books in, everything is normal. Uh, you know, you really understand the character, you decided you like her, you buy into the story, and then book six, it's just kind of like what happened to us after March twenty twenty, as we entered COVID Land, the high school yeah. theater production, and everything just changed. <laughs> just at the beginning of book six, it just opens with her sitting at a table with a chainsaw and an elderly man and she's just eating him out of nowhere it doesn't make any sense to the script but then you just find out that the wednesday before the book starts she just decided that she was going to be a cannibal now just out of nowhere it yeah. just happened just out of nowhere out of nowhere kirsten kelly cannibal is um, 101 <laughs> yeah Kirsten Kelly, Seattle. Kirsten <laughs> Kelly, Seattle Chainsaw Massacre is what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Chrissy Piccolo for the Halloween. We had to end it with some Halloween gore there, so that's why I had to do that, folks. Now everyone should. Uh, yeah should leave this interview look out for uh, her book coming out in the future we'll have you back on when you do that in the meantime folks go watch something wholesome with the family like the netflix jeffrey dahmer series ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold.